0: get messy and show the world you grow in as an artist, and you're free to be yourself. You got a dream, you need to start it. Stick together. Get messy, says you're formally invited to a community where you can find people that spark the feel of excitement. Too many art supplies, not enough time. Know it's tougher, so you must find a way to feel some connection. You got a lot of people with the same kind. A great mind, we here for you. A platform so we can hear your views. Time's yours, forget yours. I know you border them same rules. Hey lovely, today I am going to be doing an AMA, you might have noticed from the title of the episode, unless this played automatically in your podcast player, but I'm going to be doing an AMA, which is an ask me anything, I'm going to be answering a bunch of questions that I get asked kind of a lot, and then also a bunch of questions that I've been asked literally once before. In case this is the first time listening to this podcast and you don't know anything about me, my name is Kelly Gray. I am a South African artist in Germany and I run the Get Messy art community. It's an online art community. It's been growing for, oh my goodness, seven years almost. This is this is the year that we turned seven, which is kind of crazy to me because it simultaneously feels like, like I've been doing this my whole life and also like it is only one month old is kind of like having a child, really, where yeah, you simultaneously think of it like think of it as a baby and also a grown-up. Am I the only person that thinks of my child that way? Anyway, okay. So if you don't know me, there's not much more that you need to know other than I'm an artist and I run this community. But you'll also be finding a lot more about me in this episode. I'm hoping it's not going to just be Kaylee-centered. I hope that you get something out of it. Uh, At the very least, you'll hear about my favorite art supplies and my favorite books. And maybe it's something that you can take and you can look into and enjoy yourself. But this is not planned in any way, uh, I just took the screenshot, screenshots off of Instagram, tapped it all up into questions and I'm just going to be going through them one by one until I feel like enough time has passed to make it an episode. <laughs> the first question that I'm going to answer because I started my morning with art as I am currently doing because I've been missing my art a lot and I haven't been prioritizing art And so, you know, starting my day that way is how I prioritize it And I started with bookbinding Bookbinding is easy for me Bookbinding means that I don't have to think and that I can just create And it's a way for me to to warm up a bit And so the first question is Have you posted a binding tutorial yet? Yes, I did. I've done a few binding tutorials. They're all over the internet. The best one, though, is what I call imperfect book binding. And I developed this way because basically because I'm lazy. I am lazy and I am not great with maths while I'm busy making things. I'm not bad at maths, like I did it in school obviously. (laughs) I'm not bad at maths, but I'm not good at it when I'm trying to bookbind. And when I am bookbinding, that is the last thing I want to think of. And I don't want to think of half millimeters and that. I can't even imagine what it would be like if you worked in inches. But my bookbinding method is done. It's perfection-free, It's so easy, it's so intuitive. It's a way to really learn how to embrace imperfection and to see that there's so much value in it. Anyway, so I have that tutorial. That tutorial, uh, it originally was given for Sketchbook Revival with Karen Arbind, but now it is in the Get Messy vault. I think that's the only place you can get it, Uh, but it's incredible. Besides that tutorial, there's also an entire class inside of Get Messy about basic bookbinding and scattered throughout the site, there's a lot of bookbinding tutorials. If you remember, you can just go to the library explore page, you can click on the checkbox for bookbinding and you can see all the tutorials there. So yes, I have posted (laughs) that tutorial. Next question, where do you find inspiration? So I've got an entire podcast episode about this and my feelings about inspiration. For me, the way that I do it is I show up. I, Like I was saying just now, um, I've been kind of dry with my art journaling. I've been dry with art making in general. I've been kind of in a desert, (laughs) to be quite frank with you. I've been trying to create and just is not working out for me this feels like I'm trying to squeeze water out of dry sand that's a bad analogy but it's been really tough to make for me lately and I've been I get kind of not nice <laughs> like I get a bit moody when I haven't created in a while and and so it is it is a priority for me because I like to not be moody and so the way that I'm combating this and and it could be, you know, lack of inspiration, um, it could be life being a lot, it could be a pandemic, it could be the fact that I had a <laughs> hectic COVID scare recently, but what's inspiring inspiring me right now is getting to my studio in the morning, getting to my art desk and just creating, and like I was saying, bookbinding comes really easy to me, and it. Is something that I'm able to do without much thinking and without much creativity needed and without much inspiration. I can just do it, and it, and it gives me that same like high high, and that same that same feeling that any type of creating gives me. Like it's calming and all of that. So yeah, showing up. Um, I'm also doing a lot of meditating lately, and I'm currently in the process of meditating while creating so what that looks like is you know I've got a meditation practice I've had it for eight years now um, and it's one where I sit down in silence and I clear my thoughts and I recenter, realign I guess I've also got an art practice and my art practice is one that feels meditative but it feels meditative in the in the way that I get into flow and the whole world quiets around me, you know. And so what I'm doing at the moment is I'm incorporating both of them and I'm doing that right now with guided meditations. The Calm app has a daily calm, which is a daily guided meditation. And that's been quite nice. And uh, I've been speaking to my life coach about that. And so that's what I'm doing now. I know Headspace also has really good guided meditations, so I'm playing with that a bit, and I'm and I'm seeing what it does. Because right now, my creating is looking a lot like like the inner voice and the inner critic is being quite a bitch at the moment. She's every time I make something, she's there at the back going, "Oh, that looks terrible. Oh, who do you think you are? How do you even have a creative company?" like seeing all these things that really just don't they're not constructive in any way and they are not helpful and I don't care for them and so I'm replacing them with self-compassion and with focus on the process anyway so that's the way that I'm finding inspiration at the moment the same way I always find inspiration is just looking slightly different now but with work and with showing up Going off of that, let's talk about tools and supplies that I can't live without. (laughs) Now, you must remember that I grew up in South Africa. Um, I mean, art journaling is kind of new. And I mean that like it's not like 50 years old. It's relatively new in the world. South Africa is always quite behind. uh, And so back when I was living there five years ago... um, there was nothing like when I wanted to create, I there were no supplies, um, there was no array of different journals that I could choose from. I think there were basically two types it was like the generic art shop sketchbook or moleskin, and the moleskin was incredibly expensive. I remember saving up for literal months to buy moleskin, and now I buy it on a whim. I mean, I feel like it's serious currency privilege But anyway, so I'm not big on supplies I'm not someone that always needs the latest supplies Mainly because I grew up not having any, basically But, that being said, there are favourites And there are things that make me feel very in flow Okay One of those things is a good pair of scissors. I desperately need a good pair of scissors. Then I also really like dry glue, so I always want roller roller glue. Um, I'm currently using the Tombow one. It's blue, it's not actually great, and I still dream of the pink Tombow tape roller that I got in America. Um, That's the dream, really. This blue one is terrible, uh, but it's much better than wet glue. I can't, I can't do wet glue. Then I like watercolors from Schmincke. Uh, they're, I think my favorite color there is Opera Pink, Payne's Grey, pretty standard. And I really like the Golden Acrylics and Titan Buff and Titan Mars Pale are my all-time favorite colors. I know Moriah is currently making... Tartan buff watercolor, and I think she's got. She was saying she's working on the Kaylee Gray palette, so it's got a hot pink in there too. Um, and so I'm so excited about that. And then I think my supplies are complete. Oh, okay, no, I do have. I am quite pedantic with my paper. I don't like rough paper. I like Moleskine paper or Tombow River paper. Uh, the book that I bound this morning was with that paper, so it's dreamy. Oh, and then, (laughs) I'm saying I'm not big on supplies, but vintage paper is insane. Like, Germany is just brimming with vintage paper, and I love them. I scan all of them in, I share them with GMSI, because it makes me feel like, like it's okay that I've spent this much money on vintage paper. Anyway, vintage paper. So, basically, vintage paper, tartan, buff, acrylic paint... Titan Mars Pale Acrylic Paint, Opera Pink, Watercolor, Payne's Grey Watercolor, Good Scissors, Good Dry Glue. And then I'm, I'm a happy, happy woman. Oh, and Modeling Paste. Okay, but yeah, on a stranded island, I wouldn't need Modeling Paste. But I am big on Modeling Paste, and I like using stencils. I only use stencils for my Modeling Paste because... I mean, that's what I like, and I find it not to be very busy. I think stencils can get very busy. So yeah, modeling paste. I get a lot of questions about that just because I use it so much, and my favorite modeling paste is golden. Uh, there are a few types. I think there is one that's very grainy. I don't like that one. I like the one that is that feels like cupcake frosting fun fact in a previous life i was a food blogger and i my speciality was cupcakes (laughs) and so this one reminding me of cupcake frosting is just great i also like adding color to it that's a lot of fun and my the stencils that i have i don't have that many but i've got the tim holtz floral one which i think everyone has at the moment and i also make my own with my silhouette cutter that's and that's basically what i use for that. Also get a lot of questions about what what color pink i use. Um i'm currently loving this very bright pink and it's from Schmincke and it's lumo pink or fluorescent pink or whatever but it's great. I did i did buy the um so there was that guy who copyrighted Vanta Black, right? He was—he's the, the same guy that made the Chicago Bean. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, this is like an off-the-cuff episode, but he made—he decided to copyright Vanta Black, and all the everyone in the art community was like, "Dude, like, what about the rest of us? You know, that's kind of a dick move." And so there was another guy whose name I also can't remember, who was like. You know what? I'm going to make the second blackest black. And so he did that and he made this paint um, and he sold it and it was available to literally everyone except the guy that copyrighted Vantablack, Black. It was just absolutely brilliant. Anyway, he also made the pinkest pink and so I bought that and it is a pigment and I didn't find that as bright as my Schminker. Although it is, you know, the Schminke one is fluorescent and the other one is not, so technicalities, but yeah, the Schminke one is my absolute favorite. Lena on Instagram also asked, When are you most creative? I'm excited that it's from Lena because I just filled a an envelope full of goodies for her, including transparent post-it notes, which exist. Anyway, so she asked when I'm most creative in the morning. I am my best self in the morning. I have a toddler He's almost 4 Is he still a toddler then? But I've got a kid and he's almost 4 And he likes to take my mornings away But mornings are still My absolute best time um, I am A natural night owl But I have come over to the ways Of the morning I Everything that I do In that time is Incredible <laughs> Everything I do there is magical. Um, and I, I used to use my mornings super productively. Then I used them to make art. And at the moment, now, because of Elliot, my son, he's not enjoying letting me sleep. <laughs> and so my mornings are slow, which is new for me. And it feels like I'm wasting them, but I'm not. So this morning, you know, he and I, Elliot and I, before school, I sat down with the book that I'm reading, which is Art and Fear. And he sat down with lemon ice cream, lemon sorbet for breakfast. It's a pandemic, so it's okay. And we sat there, and we chatted and I read a little bit and he asked me to draw. So I drew in the margins of the book and it's such a slow morning and it's beautiful too. And then I get to work super late for me, which is like about eight o'clock Usually I like to start working ASAP, but I get to work now and I create because I'm creating great stuff in the morning. I always feel like if I create in the middle of the day, I'm it's not going to be great. It's not going to feel great for me. And that's why where I make all of my decisions, kind of, is the feeling great at least for art. Um, and then, you know, like three o'clock is like the worst time for me. I feel the least creative. Also, get a lot of questions about where I get the black and white labels that I use, and that's a quick answer. It's from Bursner here in Germany. Super simple. Also, get questions about whether I jelly print and whether I think it's necessary for artists to own one of those jelly plates. No, I don't. And I don't understand the hype. I think, I don't know. I don't know why I don't like them, but I do not like them. When I went to America and I Met a whole bunch of people from Get Messy. We all shared our supplies. And we all shared our ephemera. And there was a jelly plate there. And I was so excited to use it. Because like okay. I'll finally discover why this is such a big thing. I did not. I did not like it. I did not like the results of it. I did not like using it. I did not. I don't like jelly plates. And I don't think that they are necessary. Um, or. Although they are, mm, I want to say fun, but I don't think they're fun. I don't like them. You can just put some paint on a page. I know it's different, and I'm sure the Jelly Plate diehards will come at me for saying this. But it's not for me. I don't like it. It's too busy. On the same vein, my least favorite color is red. I can't. There is no red in my house in my studio I'm looking around now there it's not my favorite when I shared a studio space with someone else I said you can do whatever you want I don't mind please don't put red in there (laughs) sorry I don't like red I'll never use it in my art but lumo red is a magical color and I don't understand it but it is beautiful and I love it deeply I don't want this to turn into a supply episode so I'll do the last supplies question <laughs> for this and that is where I find my ledger paper my vintage paper all of that like I was saying earlier Germany is full of this stuff they they keep everything and everything is on paper and so it's so easy for me to find I go onto to ebay.te I search for vintage paper um I search for convolut, which means, I don't know, I don't even know what the word is in English. It's like a batch, a whole bunch. Uh, I should probably look what the English word is. But yeah, I'll I'll look there and I'll look for old um, Geschäftsbuch, like um, an old old ledger book, but a different word, like old business book. That's not an English word. But every time I find a new word, to search on German eBay, you know, like I find a new one and then, oh, it's got a lot of results, then I feel like I deserve it, like I've learned enough German to deserve the vintage paper. So yeah, that's where I find it, eBay. I must say I find both my papers and my vintage books there too and it's not cheap. (laughs) I think people think that I'm finding bargains that they don't know about but it's not Bargains, and my rule for finding books there that I'm going to use to create journals out of is if it costs less than or around about the same as a moleskin, then I'll buy it. Then it's worth it, you know. Then it's the same as what I would pay for a journal from Amazon or the shop or whatever. A little bit better, obviously, but yeah, my my budget for books is around twenty euros to thirty euros sometimes and that's yeah so not, not cheap not bargain hunting here there are definitely other places that you can go to find that what I do do though is I scan in every single piece of paper that I get front and back and I scan the book covers and any interesting pages inside there I do that for I don't know prosperity kind of I feel like that gives me permission to then use it in art because I've Given it uh, a bit of honor, uh, and so I get permission, I guess. But yeah, I do that and I share that with Gemesi. I also have in the Gemesi shop, we sell it, we sell packs of them. I think it's like nine euro, like really cheap. Anyway, uh, and so I definitely substantiate my purchasing <laughs> of the paper because I share it with the Gemesians. A fun question from Angela is if I have any plans to teach at Creative Bug again. I think with the pandemic, I think most teachers are not able to fly to Creative Bug at the moment. If you don't know, I've got three classes there. One that I did with Lauren, who used to be part of GMSI, and two that I created, one for silver rerums, which are commonplace books, and binding that and creating that, and how to make everyday art basically. One that's a 30 day challenge. And then the other one is meditative art journaling, you know, kind of calm, minimalist art and everything revolving around that. Anyway, so I taught at them in 2018, so three years ago. I flew to America to do that, and it was an incredible incredible experience creative bag has always been part of my creativity and i've learned from them i learned how to watercolor from creative bag i learned a lot i've learned a lot from them it was a massive honor teaching there it was so much fun san francisco is incredible uh, courtney's dog is incredible and it was a really good experience i cannot I cannot tell you the people that work for Creative Bug are amazing humans. And I I miss I miss being there. It was an awesome experience. And so while there aren't any current plans to teach there, I'm completely open to it. And maybe when the pandemic lets us travel again, I'll send Courtney an email. It was such a good experience for me. Similarly, similarly. Is that is that the word? Uh, I was also asked who my dream artist to teach at Get Messy is. And that was an immediate answer. And that's Stephen Pressfield. I know that he's not a traditional. Like he's not exactly who you would see amongst the other artists at Get Messy. Because he's not an art journal, etc. But Stephen Pressfield, I think, encapsulates a lot of the values that we have there you know doing the work creating for the sake of creating quieting the inner critic all of those things we even had a season of Stephen where we created around his work and his words and his books Um, or you could do someone else if you wanted but anyway I actually reached out to Stephen and I was like I will pay you what you want just talk to me for an hour but I didn't hear back from him and so that dream has died (laughs) I guess that's what happens there are a hundred there are now over over a hundred artists that teach at Get Messy and each one of them brings something unique and I think that's one of my favorite things about Get Messy Is that it's not just me because how freaking boring would that be? There are over a hundred artists to learn from, and you get to—it's like the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? You you get to take so much more than each person individually plus the next person individually plus you know it's amazing. It's like great. Okay. Wild little flowers asked me what my favorite classes are. Personally, I have not taken a creative class for quite some time. But I recently felt the urge at the end of last year. And so I enrolled in a few classes. I enrolled in Passport to Journal by Orly Aveneri. Con- conversations with Renee Muller. Um, and I also am currently doing Katie Licht's Encouragement journal the other one I signed up for at the beginning of this year is Susanna Conway's journal your life so I've been doing her unravel your life every single year for the past bunch of years and she always speaks about her journal your life class and this year I was like "Mm, let's do it and so I'm doing that I really want to dig into journaling oh the other class that I recently did is um take time to make by Anna Bear and she was on the podcast and so i did that and i don't know this like this focus on creating and this renewed importance not renewed but this yeah I guess it's renewed importance on my art and this reminder that my art is worthy has been very worthwhile to me usually I don't really take creative classes just because I'm overseeing all of the classes and the workshops happening in Get Messy and so I take those in and I create those Um, oh speaking of which I also am taking The Inner Heroine by Vanessa for Get Messy it's an incredible class all of these are stretching me so much and they're helping with that creative desert that I spoke about So let's talk about how I got started art journaling Someone asked, when did you first start? I started at the end of 2014 I started doing this because I wanted I wanted to be an artist And I wasn't making art And so I decided I'm going to start making art And... I'm someone who's always dabbled, like I've dabbled in a lot of things. And art journaling is a thing that has stuck. Mainly because it can be whatever I want it to look like. So in the beginning, it looked like cutting out a lot of paper and gluing it down. Right now, it's weirdly looking like a lot of writing. Never expected that. It's also in the past looked like photos. It's looked like trying out all my supplies. It really adapts and it fits in with the way that I the way that I am something that annoys me most in life is forgetting something like starting to talk and just my mind going blank that happens a lot to me and it's I don't know it's also turned me into the type of person who's become kind of like a magpie with my memories with my thoughts with my ideas with my tasks that I want to do and I just want to record everything because I don't want to forget it because I'm always forgetting it and so journeying also fills that for me it's a way for me to be grateful it's a way for me to remember what's important to remember that life is great it realigns me it really does it re-centers me and I don't know how it does it but it's magic and no matter what I'm doing in my journal, whether it's writing absolute rubbish or it's just literally just tearing paper and gluing it down it's it really does return me to me and yeah, so that. <laughs> That all started at the end of 2014. It coincided with us starting GEMESI. And GEMESI, you know, it started from a real need to create, then having our friends all join us, and then it turned into into a big thing and into the thing that it is at the moment. It started with two people creating every week, then there were three, then there were 50, then there were 500, now there are over 3,000 people inside of GEMESI. And it's all of us are just... People that want to create and want to fit creating into our lives, and art training is the magic thing that makes you that makes you do that. It's also very, very good at helping keep my depression at bay. A while back, I realized that that this, you know, this like practice of gratitude, this practice of actively living, being intentional, um, remembering things, all of that helps me not be depressed I, I'm sure if you are someone who tends to get depressed you kind of know what your triggers are and you know what what helps and for me art journaling really really helps talking about that leads kind of into this question which was when did you know art was your calling was there a moment were you born with it I, I like this question a lot because hell oh no, I was not born with this. I was, this was not a calling. This was not like, I know, I guess I went to Catholic high school and um, the nuns would talk about when they were called to live unselfishly. Um, Art never called me. I made a decision that I was going to make art every week, share it on my blog, and it kind of stumbled. It, it stumbled um, when there's like a ball going down the hill and it's getting bigger. I snowballed. It snowballed from from there. It was a small decision that I made, and it kept happening. That small decision, and every week and every single page that I make, made every paper that I put down, everyone that. Joined me and encouraged me, and, and I say, I, like I talk about the people, because my journey is so intertwined with the journey of Gemesi that it's not, you can't really split them. This wasn't planned. None of this was planned. It it happened organically and beautifully and out of a need, out of a real need. And I think, I think that's why most people come to art journey. There's a need to do something and art churning fills that need I was definitely not born with any kind of art in my in my bones I still you know I don't have I'm not a traditional artist I don't like mess I don't like Quirkiness and all of that I really like to be contained Self-contained I'm very pedantic My family that I grew up in Were high achievement achievers My mom um, is a professor And my father She's the head of department at the university now My father had his own company His own building company And so I don't I don't know where this Need came from All this want because my whole life, I was on a pretty straight path, you know, like a very non-artistic path. I know a lot of artists online speak about how they were always an artist and how they they knew this is what they wanted to do. That's not, that's not my story. I had no idea what I was going to do. I chose a degree at university based on what I did not want to do. I went to the university that my boyfriend at the time's mother... Applied me for (laughs) Um, And somehow everything worked out It worked out And I'm still surprised that this is what I'm doing I'm still excited that I get to do this And kind of magically The job that I do right now And the art that I made Is everything that I've ever been Wrapped up into one So when I was Eleven. I used to figure out web pages and code, and use really shocking CSS on um, a site that was called X Pages. I also used to use Microsoft Front Page, which was absolute rubbish. I used to play around, and back in the days in South Africa, the internet was incredibly expensive. And I know it's totally normal now for children to be making web pages and making apps and all of that but it was not back then and especially not in South Africa and I spent a lot of my mom's money <laughs> and I think that's what has has taught me everything that I use today um, and my interest in computers and in playing around and making things look pretty and making things organized I love organizing like one of my favorite parts about running this company is all the admin That I get to do. And with my art, I was also asked what themes I'm currently working with. And the themes that I use in my art are themes that I'll never not be doing, themes that run through my life repeatedly over and over again. Um, The feeling of belonging, the feeling of home. What is home? Uh, Am I still African? If I left South Africa, if I left my country, did I abandon it? I always like, I have massive conversations with myself about who I am I guess we all do Um, where I belong is it Germany is it South Africa I'm not home here I'm not home when I go back to South Africa Um, and so heritage is a strong theme for me Uh, another theme is self-worth and who I am? Am I worthy? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm worthy because i'm I am not because I've done anything. Perfectionism, uh, overcoming all of that, overcoming my own pedanticity, overcoming expectations, all of that. All of that is wrapped up in my art. All of that is wrapped up very neatly into the work that I do. And I think that that's the same for all of us right is we are everything that has ever happened to us and that's what makes us unique and that's what makes us create unique stuff in our art um is every single thing that's happened to us and every single person we've met all wrapped into one long ass answer to that question but i could talk about it for ages Where did I learn to art journal? I learned to art journal by art journaling. That's it. I have got a bunch of inspiration boards that I use, uh, that I create in Notion. I call them swap files, which I think comes from Austin Kleon, which I think comes from someone else. But they are swap files, and I've got them there with the best of intentions in that I want to create art-inspired, buy it but that never happens I always just end up making whatever I want to and I think that that means that I make a lot of nonsense but I think it also means that I make things that are true and if I'm lacking in what I know to create I'll do a class and I'll take that and I'll use that as prompting someone very lovely also asked how I'm feeling that's very sweet. Um, I just—we just had a COVID scare in my son's kindergarten, and by COVID scare, I mean that a dad had symptoms, dropped his child off on Monday morning, went to his COVID test, continued with his day, and then picked his child up, and then got news that he was COVID positive, which is real dick move. But okay. And so the school let us know. And at the same time, I had been going through intense asthma and allergies. And I honestly thought I was going to die for a little bit. Um, I wrote a bunch of letters and stuff. uh, And I went and had a COVID test, and it was luckily clear. And now my asthma is mostly gone, allergies mostly gone. And so. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling alive and happy And I created this morning And it was a very nice book And I'm very happy about that And my kid is cute at the moment And my marriage is still great And we're planning a year anniversary Need to figure that out Because it's Maya <laughs> this year And the last time I did something it was We went to Paris And so expectations are high for me <laughs> Anyway, things are really good at the moment They were they were rough when I thought I was dying. And I thought I had COVID and asthma simultaneously. And I thought, this is the end. Not really. But, yeah. Things are good for me. They're good. Nice question. Nice question. Uh, another more personal question. Um, Where would I go if I could visit anywhere in the world? Berlin. Like, every... Man. It was on my... Vision board for last year, and then COVID happened, and so I didn't get there. And I miss Berlin. Like, it's really, it, it's kind of the intersection of Cape Town, where I used to live, and Germany because it's got Cape Town creativeness on steroids. Similar people to, create, uh, to Cape Town, they're very relaxed and chilled and accepting, but it's still got the German rules and regulations and beauty and all of that. So that's where I'd go, even though I've been there. Kind of kind of lame. I also wouldn't mind going to see the Northern Lights. That's I think I've traveled enough in my life and I just want to go to places I've been. Cape Town would be great too, actually. I'm missing South Africa a lot right now with the pandemic. Question from Kristen. I remember this is her because I really like this question. And that was, has your shade of pink ever changed? Yes. (laughs) I really like this question. Pink is my favorite color. Kind of lame. I don't care. I am a girly girl. Kind of. Maybe. I don't know. But my color of pink has changed. And I can tell you what color it's changed from. When I was playing with XPage and HTML and CSS back in the day my absolute favorite color was ff66cc which is bright shocking pink i used to make all my pages with with this color i loved it and whenever i am coding now and i need a you know like a hex color to use i use this ff66cc (laughs) Um, and you can maybe google it i think if you put a Do they call it a hashtag? pound sign at the front of it and just Google it. You can see the exact color. It's a shocking color. It's terrible. But that was my favorite color back then. Um, And then I just went to, you know, Barbie pink. Um, And at the moment, it is that Tartan Mars Pale, which is dusty pink. But I still like Lumo pink. I just like pink. I think I like the orangey pinks more. But yeah, FF66CC. That was my home goal. Do I still make photo books? I do. I make one every single year for the top 10 moments that happened. Um, the way that we currently, I don't have a formal me- memory keeping in place. I just have my journals at the moment. But every week, my husband sends me a list of things that made him happy that week. And so that's what um, I haven't made the 2020 photo book yet, the top 10 for that. But um I was thinking of using his fifty-two gratitude lists, happiness lists. I think I'll do that for for the book this year. Still doing those. Um also, you know, I partnered with uh Milk Dash Moleskin books, photo books, and so I created a bunch of videos for them and you can see my photo books there if you were interested. My favorite non-art book I just finished Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed, and that was beautiful that was a book that I read at night that I kept waking not waking but I kept going into my son and looking at him sleeping because it's so beautiful if you've got a child who's around three years old, man, it's going to pull at your heartstrings and make you want to be a better mother and make you appreciate them and want to write down everything that they say. And that was really good. Um, I don't usually read fiction though. Not really a fan. I prefer nonfiction. Favorite non-art book. I don't know. Is it a cop-out to say Stephen Pressfield's books? All of them. Um, Chuck Ponick, Fight Club. Uh, I used to love Chuck Pornick And then he wrote a book That had something to do With a little child in it And I cannot read his books anymore And I regret ever liking him (laughs) Um, But yeah I don't have a lot of art books Actually I've got ones that are about art, and I'm currently reading a lot about the process of art and especially the process of writing because I feel like it's very similar to art journaling processes. A lot of nonfiction. I should, yeah, I think I'm going to make a podcast episode with my favorite books. I love listening to those, I love finding new books. Another quick question from Donna asking: When you join MSC, is there a back catalog of classes or just. You, you just get access to the new classes. So GMSI has at the moment I think 20 full classes. Uh, and then there are also almost 50 seasons. So there are almost 100 classes that are immediately available upon joining. Um, and then you also get access to the new stuff as they come out. Sasha asked if I'm happy with how Gemini has been growing and developing since becoming its only owner. This is a big question and something that I think about every day, really. It obviously makes a big difference when, when you go from uh, running a business with, uh, with your friend to just being the only person. Short answer, yes. Flip, yes. Like so happy i can't i think that yeah is on a much truer path i think it's much more authentic much more honest much more real um and the art that people have been making is incredible and the friendships and the bonds have been so beautiful to see and every day i'm just so grateful it's been quite an experience learning how to be a solo business owner is something that is, yeah, it's a lot. And I think, you know, I'm sad that I no longer run it with with a best friend, but things so much better, <laughs> so much better. I'm sure that I would have a lot more to say if I would have time to collect my thoughts and maybe it'll be an episode in the future. But man, running your own business by yourself with No one else to answer to. No one else to wait on. It's great. It's really nice. Something that my friend Essie told me when Elliot was a newborn. Was that it's okay to simultaneously mourn and celebrate. So I was having a rough time when Elliot was a newborn. And she said, you know what? You can grieve your old life at the same time that you celebrate your new one. It's okay to to miss, you know not having any responsibilities but also be happy that you're a mom and and there's space for both of those what seems like contrasting feelings to live at the same time and I think it's the same you know with GMSI and with with running it by myself I love running it by myself and I miss having someone to run it with you know it's there's an intense bond that you form when you have a company like Get Messy and so yeah, I miss having someone to do it with and I love doing it by myself and I know that this is something that helps is that I know that this is the right thing for Get Messy and the path that Get is on is right and true and beautiful. Question if I ever worry that I'll run out of ideas? um, No. And if I ever do, then it'll be a lot of fun trying to find some. I think it'll be fine. This often that I create when I'm bursting with ideas, and when I create when I have no idea what to make, and both of them are are valid. And <laughs> to end this AMA off, we're gonna ask a, a light question. What hair color do you want to achieve? My goal hair colour is white my gold hair color is the same color as my father he had black hair (laughs) he had black hair Um, when he was in his 20s he was almost completely white Um, i don't know if you know but the the white that you go when your hair was black is beautiful it is pure white it is blue white it is you know like white 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 pure white beautiful hush f f f if you if you ever do hex codes for colors um and that's my dream color but i am naturally blonde and so when i go gray i'm gonna go like yellow gray which i do not like and which is murky and a bit yuck and also it's going to be way later than in my 20s like my dad Um, so I would like to go white uh, but my hair does not agree with me because as if any if you've bleached your hair you know that your hair absolutely fries so maybe one day I'll go white maybe that's my dream until then I'll just be as light as my hair can handle So that's almost an hour of questions. If you have any questions for me, clearly I like answering questions. Also, I like helping people out. I I like helping people figure things out, figure art out, laugh out. I like to share everything that I've ever learned clearly. Um, And so if you have any questions for me, you can send them through Instagram, through email, Um, you can send them through the podcast on Anchor, whatever you want to do, send it, There are like a million ways to contact me. If you do enjoy this podcast, now I'm not going to ask this a lot of times because I find it so awkies, but if you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, that would be That will be really cool. I really love reading those reviews. I think podcasting is always something that makes me feel extremely vulnerable. You know, I've been putting myself on the internet for a decade now. And so I don't really have a lot of qualms with putting art out and hearing anything bad coming back. You know, like I don't it's fine, Uh, or when I meet someone and they're like, oh, I saw one of your YouTube videos, or I saw your website, it's fine, like, that's no problem with me, but (laughs) when someone says, I listen to your podcast, then I tense up and feel super awkward, because I think that this is a very unfiltered part of me, and a very raw part of me, and I'm not yet used to Talking about it Also been doing this for like five years So I don't know why Not not this podcast I did one previously A different one um, But yeah Leave a review I love reading them The reviews go to my heart Except if they're nasty then, then I take note of them And move along But thank you for listening to this podcast Thank you for joining me on the journey And I'm just so excited for everything that you create Because no one else can make it except for you no one else can make the art that you make except for you because remember I was talking about all those million and one experiences that are completely unique to you that's what that's what makes you unique you don't need to even try love your face see you in the next episode